Timothy chapter 1, 2 Timothy chapter 1. This, I uh, remember, is a letter that was written from uh, Paul uh, to, uh, he calls him his son because he had, he had led him to the Lord and he had mentored him and now he had seen him uh, go into the ministry. And it's a letter that he's writing uh, Timothy to, to encourage him, uh, to further uh, equip him and to help him keep a focus on what his task was uh, for the Lord. And uh, by extension, it's certainly a letter that can be of encouragement to our church uh, during these days and to us individually as well as we seek to, uh, to, to, uh, to serve the Lord. Look at, uh, at verse number um, 7. It says, For God hath not given us the spirit of fear. And, uh, and, and, and so uh, what, he, what he's saying to Timothy here is, um, you know, when you, when you feel that spirit coming, when you, feel, when you feel fear coming into your mind, into your heart, you can know this one thing for sure. That's not from God. That's not from God. And the Bible talks about casting down imaginations. And, uh, you know, when, 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 when the devil is, is bringing fear into our heart, that's a mirage. That's, 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 imagining, that's imagining something that isn't true. It's imagining that God isn't, isn't, isn't capable, that God isn't there for you, uh, that God doesn't know what's going on. Uh, that God isn't working on your behalf, and that God isn't able to, to, to help you in whatever situation that is. And so that, that imagination needs to be cast down, and, and the right spirit needs to be taken up. And uh, so it speaks uh, there, it says, but God hasn't given you that, uh, uh, Timothy. I know, I know that, that that spirit is going to try to creep in, and there are times when you're going to start to feel that fear coming on. But, but know at that time that that's not from the Lord, and he says, uh, instead... Um, it says there, but instead the spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind, that, that's from, from the Lord. And, uh, and so um, it says in verse 8, it says, be not therefore, what's the next word? Ashamed. Timothy, don't be fearful, and Timothy, do not be ashamed. Do not be ashamed. And look down at verse 13. This is kind of going to bookend uh, the verses we're going to look at this evening. The first two words there says, hold fast. So I want you to, to think of this, if you want to think of a title, No Fear, No Shame, No Retreat. That's really uh, the, the message that, uh, that Paul was giving, uh, was giving uh, uh, Timothy here, and I think it's a great message uh, uh, for us uh, today as well. Let's pray. Lord, help us now as we look at your word, and uh, Lord, may you encourage us and stir our hearts uh, through it as only you can. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Have you noticed that uh, the devil loves to prop up the people that should be afraid and should be shameful and ultimately are going to have to be retreat? He loves to prop them up and have them be loud and have them be brash and have them without shame, be without shame and, and, and seemingly fearless in, in, the, in the, uh, uh, the misguided propaganda that they spew, right? And, uh, and so the people that, that should be ashamed of what they're saying, many times they're not. And, but then, then what does the devil love to do? He loves to take people that, that, that should not be ashamed at all of what they stand for, shouldn't be uh, fearful because of who they stand for, and never have need to, re to retreat. Uh, and and he, he likes to keep us fearful, ashamed, and, and uh, you know, many times, uh, you know, going backwards. Uh, and that's just, that's just the way that the, the enemy seeks to, 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 to work, to get things top, topsy-turvy in that re, uh, regard. And I can, I'll confess to you that as, as, as a Christian, there have been times when I've let fear come into my life, to my heart, sh to my shame. 
There's been times when, when, when I have, to my shame, I, I, I've, I've been ashamed of openly and boldly proclaiming uh, my allegiance to the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, what a shameful thing that is. And there's been, a time, there's been times in my Christian life when I have not been advancing, I've been retreating, I've been on my heels uh, because I haven't been living in victory. But you know, and I'm not saying that, they, that, that I still don't need this message, but there did come a, a time in my life, you know, where I thought, why, why am I afraid? <laughs> what is there to fear? If God is before us, which he is, you know, who can stand against us? What is there to fear? There is nothing to fear. And uh, there certainly has come a time in my life where I thought, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not being ashamed anymore of, of, of flying my colors high for the Lord Jesus Christ. I mean, with all the foolishness that people stand for, you know, without blushing and without shame nowadays, in our, in our, in our brash and in your face about, are you kidding me? Are we going to be ashamed of standing for, for the one truth giver that there is, the Lord Jesus Christ? For the one that has all the answers, for the one that knows how it all works, and for the one that's going to be left standing in the end? Am I going to be ashamed of that? And I said, you know, no more. No more. If I have opportunity anywhere, anytime to say, that's who I'm following, I'm going to do that. I'm not going to be embarrassed about that. I'm not going to be ashamed about that. I'm not going to uh, hold back as, as a preacher to say, you know, this is going to be a biblical church. We're going to uh, um, glorify the Lord Jesus Christ here. We're going to preach the gospel without shame. We're not going to be ashamed of the gospel because it's a power that everybody needs, a transformational power. And, uh, and we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna move ahead. We are going to hold fast, and we're not going to retreat um, on, 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 on what we're standing on those things. And that's really what, what Paul was trying to stir uh, uh, Timothy up here as far as a, a young preacher goes. And that tells me, you know, that all of us have those, those propensities, right? All of us can succumb to fear. All of us can succumb to shame and, and, and embarrassment at, at times. Um, all of us can get on our heels and, and, uh, and not be living in, in, in victory if we're not taking these truths to heart and, and advancing. And, and, and so this is going to... Uh, this, 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 might, this, this might be a, a, a little bit of a, of a shock to you here, but there's 14 points, 14 reasons. Now, this is going to come fast and hard-hitting, all right? And so well, 14 points, I mean, if we, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking maybe 10 minutes for each one of them, and we'll, we'll, well, it might be dark by that time, but we'll get out of here eventually. But no, there, there's just so much truth in these verses right here, reasons why not to fear? Reasons why not to, have, to, to be ashamed and reasons why not to retreat. Let's look at the first one. It says there in verse 7, For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of what? Of power. Always remember that you have the power source. Always remember that ultimate power is on your side. Always remember that you serve the God Almighty. He is the King of kings. He is the Lord of lords. Uh, he is Elohim. He is the Lord of hosts. He is the almighty God of the universe. Never forget your identity and who it is that you serve. And uh, when you think of that, man, there's, there's no reason to fear. There's no reason to be ashamed. There's certainly no reason to, to, to retreat. Um, and, uh, you know, it's not like you have one great power fighting against another power. Is the enemy powerful? Yes. Well, you know, compared compare to us. But compared to God... He has no recourse. He has no power. 
he grovels at God's feet. And, and God is only letting this play out for a while because man gave permission to, for the wicked one to be a part of things. That's the only reason. You know, and ultimately it'll, 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 come, for God, it'll come to God's glory. You know, God is, 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 is allowing uh, the powers of the darkness of this world to, to stir for a time um, during this, this time of decision, this, this time of grace. But, you know, the, even the devil himself, he knows his time is but short before the all-powerful one. So it talks about the spirit of power, and then it talks uh, there um, of, of power and of love, and of love. Hey, remember, God gives us the, power, the, the spirit of power, and he is to be feared, but remember that the same God is the God of love. God is love, and God loves you. And when you think about that, think about that the all-powerful one is personally invested in you. He loves you individually. Hey, it'd be one thing to be in awe of the greatest power of all, but if, if he had no thought towards me and, uh, you know, he couldn't care less about me and, and anything that's going on with me, well, that wouldn't be all that comforting. But when you take, you know, the all-powerful one, and he is also loving and tender and personal, what is there to fear? How grievous must it be to him when we're ashamed of him? And how silly it must seem to him when we're embarrassed to identify ourselves with the, with the Almighty One who loves us like nobody else does. Who are we trying to impress? You know, why, who, who, who are we, are we af afraid of and what they're going to think? Is there someone that's going to love us more deeply than God ever could? And is there anybody that could ever be at our side and help us more than he could? So who are we trying to impress? You know, let's say, no, that's the one right there. You know, that's, that, that's, that's, that's the God that I serve. And that's the God that's showing me things from his word. And, uh, and, 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 and I want to live unashamedly and unfearful uh, for, for him and move ahead uh, for him. And then it says there of uh, the spirit of power, of love, and what's the third thing? A sound mind, clear thinking, clear thinking. Uh, isn't it great to be in a place where you know you're thinking clearly? You know, isn't, isn't, it, isn't it frustrating when, it, when you feel like you're not thinking clearly and there's, there's confusion? You know, there's confusion and uh, um, you can't seem to, to find your way. And it's like uh, you know the devil's lying to you, but you're still, you're still believing it. And there's no, there's no clarity and no clear vision in your life. But then when you, when you come to God's word, when you see the truth of the matter, God says, you know, come, let us reason together. And when God reasons with us, he brings clarity. He brings soundness of mind. He helps us to take our thoughts into captivity. And, uh, and, and, and so um, clear thinking, that's a wonderful thing. And when we're thinking clearly, we won't be afraid, we will not be ashamed, and we will not retreat. And uh, so there could be a lot to go, go into each one of these points, but uh, let's keep going here. It says in, in, uh, in verse number 8, Be not thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of the Lord, nor of me his prisoner, but be thou a partaker of the affliction of the gospel according to the power. There's the uh, power again mentioned there. And then it says this, Who hath, what's the next word? Who has saved us. And so think about that, Christian, because each one of these points, if we just had one of these points, that would be enough. 
Think about the fact that you have, saved, you have been saved from the thing that, that, that mankind fears the most. Right? The thing that they cannot find an answer to, the thing that they all have to face eventually, the, the thing that no matter how much they feel like they're on top of the world, they've got it all together, and, they're, and they, you know, they're going to do what they want to do, one day, they don't know when, they're going to have to face this thing called death. Right? It's inevitable. And that dash between the dates, it will end. And, uh, and so, so think of it, Christian. You've been saved. You know, death no longer has any sting. <laughs> it has no recourse with you. It is just a doorway now. It's an entrance to something wonderful. And it's been defeated. You know, death has been defeated. And the grave has, has, uh, has been conquered. And, uh, and so there's no need to fear. I mean, if you don't need to fear death, then what, what are we afraid of? And why would we be ashamed of the one who has given the antidote to man's greatest problem? I mean, let's say that, you know, your best friend uh, was, was one who found the cure for, for, uh, uh, you know, for, for every kind of cancer that there was. And, uh, you know, you say, hey, that's my friend, you know. I mean, we hang out all the time. He was that guy that found the cure for, for cancer. It was amazing. Well, that'd be nothing compared to the one who has given the cure for death itself, right? And uh, we know him personally, and he saved us. He gave us the cure. Why would we be ashamed of him? And why would we ever retreat uh, when we have that message, when we have that message to, to, to hold fast to and to advance in? And so our salvation, each one of these, is so much we could talk about here. But it says, who has saved us and called us with a holy calling. You have been called. You have been called out. You're a saint. Now, probably some of you have never been called that before. But biblically, you're a saint. You know what a saint means? A called out, a set apart one. One who's been set apart for God's service. God has put a calling on your life. And uh, you know, sometimes people ask me, well, how do you know you've been called to, 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 to be a preacher? And I probably don't have as, as great of an answer as some, some preachers do, but I, I know that God has put a calling on my life. He has called me to serve Him. And the calling to me mostly entails of this. I've been called of God to surrender to Him. Whatever He wants to do with my life, I'm at His disposal. And when we know that the God of the universe has called us individually, He has called us to service. He has enlisted us. Wow, you know, what is, there, what is there to fear? What is there to be ashamed of? Who is it that we're serving? Think of who you're serving. And, uh, and certainly there, there's no retreat uh, in there. And it gives us, as we see the next thing, great purpose. It says, uh, oh, the holy calling. That's, that's, uh, that's, we could preach on that right there. Not according to our works, but according to his own, what's the next word? His purpose. Do you know that you're, you've been given purpose according to God's purpose? <laughs> That's one thing I love to tell the young people all the time. It's pretty much every time I preach to the young people, I say, you know, you know that God knows who you are, and he has a plan and a purpose for your life. You're not just some accident that's trying to, you know, uh, supposed to just trying to find its way through here randomly. There's a purpose for your life. Aren't you interested in trying to find that purpose? Don't you know that God already knows what that purpose is and that you can purpose to, 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 uh, to follow that purpose? And uh, what a wonderful thing that, that, thing that is to take to heart. Like I say, one, each one of these things. 
If you think of that, 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 that Almighty God, the one true God, has purposed in his heart something towards you. And he has a purpose for you. Wow. You know, that should give us great security. You know, does that sound like something where there should be the spirit of fear? Should we be insecure? You know, like a lot of young people nowadays, they're insecure. They're insecure because the ones that are supposed to be helping them have purpose aren't doing that. You know, they're failing them in so many ways. And so they, they, they don't have the, the security and the stability of having somebody come alongside them and mentor them and give them a, a vision for what life is all about. But you know, even if no person were to ever do that for you, Christian, you have God's Word that will do that for you. You have God's Word that will give purpose and meaning to you. For the purpose of God's heart Himself, to give you purpose and to give you security and to do away with the spirit of fear that you're, you're, not, that you're worthless, that you're meaningless. That you have nothing to offer. God says, I purpose towards you something that, that, that should tell you that you have meaning. You have value. You have worth. And I, and, and I want to work in your life uh, to bring that to bear. And, uh, and so the purpose that it speaks out there. And then it goes on to say, the, uh, to his own purpose and grace. What a wonderful word. That is a, that's one of those big words in Christianity. You know, one of those words we can't do without. God's grace. God's grace. His, his unmerited favor towards us. Uh, his uh, grace, his charis, his, 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 his energizing, his charisma, as it were, uh, towards us. His energizing of us. His enabling of us. His quickening of us. Everything that, that, that was from him that we could not get, that, that, that is, it just speaks of his grace. It speaks of his heart. Of him. When I think of grace, I think, you know, God is for me. You know when you know somebody is for you? You know, you don't always know that. But sometimes you, you get to know that after a while, right? You know somebody is for you. And uh, they would be gracious towards you. They have your best interests in mind. And, 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 you know, God is for you. He is for you. And he, he, he's very fond of you. <laughs> he made you to have an eternal relationship with, with, with him. Um, you, you know, you're, 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 you and I, we're not much on our own. But when, when God's grace comes in there, you know, to him, he loves us. He's for us. And his grace will work. Uh, to just bring that all into fruition and, 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 and put our hearts together. Um, so look, Christian, there's no, there's no reason to fear. You know, God's enabling grace is, is there working on your behalf uh, for salvation and for, for your purpose after salvation and uh, whatever it is you're going through uh, right now. God's grace, the Bible says, is sufficient. It is sufficient. And uh, it's always sufficient. Where, where, we, where our shortcomings abound, God's grace does what? Much more abound. And uh, it's, it's a wonderful truth. And so um, we've talked about a lot of nouns here. Let's, use our, let's get to the, the, to the proper noun, though, which, you know, and, and just this one on its, on its own again. And all these things revolve around this, this, uh, uh, this, this uh, proper noun, this person, which was given us in what? In Christ Jesus. <laughs> In Christ Jesus. Um, what are we in Jesus Christ? The, what does the Bible say we are in Christ? We are 
yeah, we're new creatures. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. And we are complete in him. I think, well, probably a lot of things. You know, I was, I was tracking one way there. We're complete in him. We're complete in Jesus Christ. Everything that we ever needed, that we need right now, that we ever will need, we have in the all-sufficiency of the Lord Jesus Christ. And, uh, and so, you know, there's, there's no spirit of fear that has any place if we remember that we have Jesus Christ, that we're complete in Him. And uh, his, his work is finished. He, he ever lives to make intercession for us. He's our advocate forever. Um, and uh, we are co-heirs with Jesus Christ. Can you stop and park on that once in a while? I mean, do we have anything to fear when we are co-heirs with Jesus Christ himself? It's amazing. And, uh, and certainly, uh, there'd there, be no shame in that family name. Um, and there's no reason to retreat when we, go, when we advance um, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse uh, number 9, um, sorry, verse number 10, it goes on to say, But is now made manifest by the appearing of our Savior Jesus Christ, who has abolished death, so there, there's that, that thought again, and has brought life and immortality, immortality um, to light through the gospel. Through the gospel. And so uh, there we have, we have life and we have the gospel. We have the gospel. He has brought life and immortality uh, to light, uh, to light um, through the gospel. And so we have life. And not only do we have life through the Lord Jesus Christ, and, and life, you know, I mean, everybody, everybody in, the, in planet Earth has been given the gift of life. You know, I, I believe that, that, that everybody who's conceived is put in the book of life. But then if they reject the life giver himself, they're blotted out of the book of life. If they accept eternal life through the provisions of the life giver himself, then they become a part of the Lamb's book of life. And it's continuing that book forever. Right? So everybody, you know, that, that, is, that is conceived and is born has, has been given the gift of life. But not only do we have life, but it says here we have immortality. You know how long, you know, mankind has been interested in, in this concept of immortality? And uh, in all their great, you know, all their great scientific advancements and all their sophistication and all the, 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 uh, the, the answers and all the science that they love to trust, you know, um, they still do not have the key for immortality. Oh, they want to have, you know, they want to keep, they want to keep themselves safe and they want to keep you safe too. But how long can they do that? You know, how long can they really keep us safe? Can they really keep us safe at all? <laughs> um, you know, and, and, and so in Jesus Christ, we have life. We have abundant life here, but we also have immortality, it says. And that's all because of, that's the good news. That's the gospel. That's the gospel. And that's for everybody. Everybody who has been given the gift of life can also have Immortality can be in the Lamb's book of life um, uh, forever. And so the, all these things, you know, there, there's no fear here. I mean, any of these truths, do you see that fear has a place? You know, is, is there anything to be ashamed of here? Is there anything to be sheepish about as a Christian? Is there anything to, to you know, kind of just stay on the cover about? 
Is there anything, any reason to say that, that, you know, we need to be on our heels and, and we need to be defeated? We need to have a lack of, of, of victory in advancing for the cause? Uh, certainly not. And look at verse 11. It says, Whereunto I am appointed a preacher and an apostle and a teacher of the Gentiles. Now, that's what, that's what Paul had been appointed to. And, and he's trying to encourage Timothy that he's been appointed to something as well. And it kind of goes along with that purpose and that calling that we, have, uh, that we talked about. And, and, and we have, as you see, we have an appointment here. We, has, we have a designation. Uh, in verse 6, it talks about stirring up the gift that is in you. And uh, you are a gifted individual. God has put gifts in you. And the way that those, those, those work is, is realizing that we're appointed to exercise our gifts. And you know, if something is, is sitting there, a container with something in it, it becomes, if it's just sitting there, it becomes sedentary, right? It becomes sedentary and it becomes stagnant and, and, and then it's not of much use. But when something is stirred up, it stays stirred up, right? It, 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 uh, it, it's active. It's, it, it's realizing that there's purpose and there's meaning. And there's vitality, and it stays engaged. It stays fulfilling its purpose. And as, it, as it's dispensed, you know, God puts more in. As that gift is dispensed, God keeps that fresh. It keeps, it keeps, he keeps replenishing it. You know, as, as, you, as you exercise your gift, you know, God will make sure that that never runs out as long as he, as he uh, um, wants to, you to be here and to, to represent him. He'll continue to, to, uh, to, to use you as a dispenser of those gifts by appointment, by appointment. And um, we're, we're, we've been given that appointment uh, by God himself. And then it comes down to, to these, these three similar points. And it's almost like it comes across maybe as redundant, but uh, there's a little, you know, it's like a, thes a thesaurus going on here. you got these synonyms. And the reason why God uses these synonyms is just to drive the point home. And look, when you, when you feel the wrong spirit coming, you feel the wrong spirit. Whatever it is that devil's trying to use to defeat you. You need, to, you need to, to come back to taking God at his word and get your thoughts and your heart in the right place. And in verse number 12 it says, For which cause I also suffer these things. Look, I, 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 I understand, Timothy. I understand. I understand that, that, that there's hard things. And understand that there's things to bear and, and even suffering that comes about. And understand that life is hard and, and, and people are difficult and the ministry can be hard. And, and you know, there's the, you, sometimes you're your own worst enemy. For which cause I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I'm not ashamed. For I know whom I have, what? Believed. He comes back to the object of his, of his belief. And what you truly believe will be borne out eventually. What you really believe will come out in your life. I'm not talking about what you give lip service to. I'm not talking because you know the Christian language and you, and you know the right things to say at the right time. I'm talking about what you really believe, what you truly believe in your heart will come out in real life. It will. And uh, it will come out in the spirit that you're choosing to, to, to go with. And the Bible says, is, is, is Paul, under inspiration of the Holy Spirit of God, as he deals with Timothy, he, he says, the Lord has not given us the spirit of fear and of defeat, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. 
Timothy, do you believe that? Do you believe that? Because what you believe will eventually, uh, it'll, 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 come, it'll come to fruition. For I know who I, believe, uh, who I have believed, and am, what's the next word? Am persuaded. I have come to a settled conclusion. And when you study the writings of, of, of Paul, that comes out so many times. You know, I'm not going to waver from this. I've come to a settled conclusion. These truths are too big and too emblazoned on my heart to deviate from. And they're, they're what hold me, they're what keep me um, through it all. And so belief, persuasion, and then, you know, the, 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 we talked about grace being one of those huge themes in the Bible. And uh, there's no greater theme than, than, than this one. Um, uh, persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. Hold fast the form of sound words which thou hast heard of me in what? In faith. In faith. A great Bible theme. And if you go to Hebrews chapter 11, you're going to see human being after human being that are made out of flesh and blood, just like you, that have the same passions as you and I do, that face the same sort of problems and the same sort of dilemmas, and maybe on a larger scale uh, sometimes than what, what we do, and what made all the difference in their, in their life. Why did God mention them? Because by faith, by faith, by faith, they did not live in fear. They were not ashamed, and they advanced for the cause uh, of, of God. And so these three words, belief, persuasion, and faith, uh, they're really, you know, they're, they're all the same vein. And uh, they're repetitive in a sense, but don't we need that? Right? Don't we, don't we need to be challenged on what we really believe? Don't we, don't we need to be stirred on what we're truly persuaded of? And don't we need to come back on the basics sometimes of just, do we, do we, do we really have faith? Do we really have faith in what the Bible has to say? And uh, where does faith come from? Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Why do we believe in preaching? Even on, a, on an off night when the preacher doesn't even wear a tie. Why do we believe in that? Well, because through hearing God's word, our faith is strengthened. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And, and, and so, you know, hey, look. It's been so encouraging to me to hear testimonies again this year of people who have, have had a plan for being in God's Word, and through that plan, they've been strengthened in their faith. You know, just testimonies to say, I, read, I, read, I, I stuck to the plan. You know, in, in one case that, that I just heard recently, they read through the Bible, and uh, they said this first time they ever did that, and they grew in a way that they'd never grown before. Why was that? Because... Because they became more persuaded. Because God's word strengthens the faith. And uh, it starts to give us all the tools that we need, right, through all those different situations in which the wrong spirit starts to come in. And when the wrong spirit starts to come in, come in we can cast down those imaginations and instead pick up that which, you know, which instead of exalted itself against God, we can pick up that which exalts God. And, 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 then, and then we had the victory um, at that time. And, uh, and so, um, no fear, no shame, no retreat. For Paul, for Timothy, the same goes uh, for us 
today, uh, Christian. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you for your word, and I thank you for 